Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Of utmost importance, raise your hand in our walk with God. And uh, it, is, it is actually an honor and a privilege to be able to pray and know that God is listening to our prayers. Amen. We're grateful for that. And uh, God is definitely listens to our prayers every time we pray. So, uh, Brother Luke, would you come? Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Are you glad you decided to follow Jesus? <laughs> I don't have any regrets. I know what my life was before I started following him, and I really don't want it back. Uh, you think about that, though, the disciples. Uh, you know, I remember the stories in the Bible that talks their encounter with Christ, and they just dropped their nets, and they gave up everything. They just started to follow him. They seen something in him that they needed, and... Uh, I'm thankful that I seen something in him that I needed and uh, I still need today so well uh, we're gonna speak a little bit about prayer tonight so that's something we could all need to work on you know we got a life full of situations that faces and and things that ain't so pleasant nowadays for normality so we need to be praying people so and we need to discipline ourselves to be praying people um, that way we can basically make it for one you know we want to make it to the end endure but we also want to be on the offensive and we also want to sort of be in the mindset where God can show us things and um understand sort of what the spirit would have us to do in the process of waiting for him to come take us home um, so we need to discipline ourselves self-discipline um, pastor trying to keep me on track here with the the theme and, and some subjects here tonight so he tried to keep me on track i'm gonna probably mess it up so but anyhow um i had to live it up a little bit here but discipline on prayer a lot of times you think about prayer the flesh don't like prayer it's you know it could be that you know maybe not a cuss word but it could be something your flesh don't like you know what i'm saying you got to go pray you know especially when you get up in the morning that cup of coffee is calling your name you know maybe you want to check your alarms going off your phone or whatever you would want to do play with your dogs but you know it's time to pray you got so much time for you go to go to work and you know you're not going to be who you need to be to this world if you don't pray <laughs> so you got to check in and get the prayer in but it is some discipline to do that um, it's important to have a desire to pray a desire to pray and how do we get that we discipline ourselves to pray more and by praying we get a desire to pray 
That's the only way to get the desire to pray is start to pray. And once you get in the presence and the strength of the Lord and wonder how awesome that he is and realize that you can keep going back to that and don't distance yourself, it can be a very exciting place that you could get your prayers answered and you could see things happen in such a way. But there's different ways to pray and everything. But if we can tonight, I know I probably this ain't normal, but let's go ahead and pray for that desire to pray. All right? we start just a short little prayer Lord give us the desire that we need to as being your representatives in this last hour Lord dealing with the needs and situations of our world Lord Lord give us a stronger desire to pray than what we have had Lord Lord one that we could Lord Lord we could be faithful friends of yours Lord we could know who you are Lord we could speak to you Lord we could know what pleases and honors you Lord that we could be sent out Lord and do the things that you would have us to do Lord speak words encourage others Lord know what the mind of the spirit would be Lord teach us to pray help us to pray give us that desire to pray help us put our flesh in subjection Lord I ask in Jesus name Sometimes I struggle in prayer. I don't know. Pastor sort of asked me to speak about it. I'm not no expert here tonight. But I will tell you, though, I've been living, serving the Lord for about eh, close to 17 years now successfully before I took like a 10-year detour. Well, maybe longer than that. Adolescence. Plus not wanting to grow up. But anyhow, you know, uh, I wouldn't have made it this far if I wouldn't have learned how to pray. Um, coming to church is real important obviously not forsaking assembling of yourself together you know the manner such is so much more to see the day approaching Hebrew 10 and 25 but praying is what's going to keep you you know and uh, building a relationship with God that way life just don't surprise you and knock you sideways and you become a casualty so we got to learn how to pray I'm thankful that I've heard, you know, growing up in church, I sort of got an understanding of prayer. But that understanding of hearing others pray and being benefited by praise and worship and filling the presence of God still wasn't enough to really understand what God had for me in my life and what he would want me to, you know. It just prayer takes you to that personal place with God. He can be your personal Savior. We do preach Acts 2.38 with that, though. Uh, anyhow there's no substitute for prayer no substitute um, we can't operate on the same level without prayer we can't walk in the spirit like we need to without prayer uh, you know without a praying church this would be a fellowship club it would just be another click it would be another little fellowship club make each other feel good but when we pray, we talk to God, we understand the mind of God, the man of God gets a word from God, delivers it to us because he prayed. And we're thankful for a pastor that prays and, and a pastor's wife and different ones that pray to hear from God. That's how we hear from God. Not only do we do all the talking, it ain't always just a wish list, the Lord give me, give me, but it is talking and relating and listening to him and see what he would have to say also. 
However, we do live in this flesh of ours, and it's contrary to the Spirit. Uh, the disciples, you know, they said, teach us to pray, you know. But Mark 14, 38 says, Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The Spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. You think about them, I believe there was eight of them. He dropped off, I think, five. He took the three inner ones to the close place at Gethsemane. And it was time for Christ to pray that prayer, not my will, but thine be done. And his disciples were sleeping. You know, he tried to wake them up. Three times they were sleeping. He tried to get them in a prayer meeting with him, his three inner ones. And uh, needless to say, their flesh was weak. But he was being that example to them, letting them understand I got a date with destiny. I got something my flesh don't want to do. But the Spirit's telling me I need to do because there needs to be victory for others. If anything, we need to pray that we might bring victory to others. That's an unselfish prayer. And I believe that's what Christ was doing when he humbled himself and became obedient to that cross, making himself of no reputation, putting himself in the form of that servant and being obedient to that cross. But I believe he died somewhat in Gethsemane when that blood was dripping off his, his, his sweat as, as drops of blood. I don't know if it was literally blood, but he was profusely getting a hold of what he needed to, the horns of the altar, so to say, so he could follow through with what the flesh didn't want him to do. And I believe that took some self-discipline. was God in flesh, but still, he had to get the flesh do what it didn't want to do. Basically, we are going to be a product of our prayer life. A product of our prayer life. Lord, help us. Help me. Help me be a product of a, a prayer life that can touch lives, Lord. A, a, praying, man quits pray, or qu a praying man quits sinning. I had this written down in a Bible that was given to me when I got in church. Brother Ben gave it to me. A praying man quits sinning, and a sinning man quits praying. <laughs> a praying man quits sinning, a sinning man quits praying. Made a lot of sense, but it's important to have faith in our prayer. To have faith in our prayer. Because if we didn't have faith in our prayer, why would we waste our time talking to the Lord? Why would he, we come up here and, and lay hands upon the sick? if we didn't have faith in our prayers why would we go to the hospitals you know why would we why would we do a lot of things if we didn't have faith in our prayer we could be doing better things with our time if we did not but we do know because we've had prayers answered and we do know God's come through for us many times and that builds our faith but I'm but sometimes it being apostolics if we don't have faith faith in our prayers we need to get back in the word of God because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God that's one way we could build our faith but also we can building up your most holy and precious faith by praying in the Holy Ghost so we got a couple ways of juicing our faith in our prayer back up if it gets on the low level Alright, it's important to have faith in prayer. Basically, sometimes this gets a little bit confusing because there's different categories that our prayers fall into. 
it seems like different ones have had lost loved ones and they've been praying for years how come their prayers haven't been answered you know maybe God's hard to hear and we know not, that's not the truth <laughs> he got the very hairs of our head numbered but anyhow he knows what's going on but there's different categories of prayer there's current prayers like we come up here and we pray for somebody sick and they recover thank God for that but there's also categories of praying for needs and situations that fall in more so the memorial type category where we got to have faith in that we're gradually putting one little bit more tinkle one more teardrop in that cup that's going to fill up and grad and then finally one day Christ is going to say today's the day this prayer is answering so there's two different categories so have faith in prayers that take a while is what I'm saying so don't beat yourself up if God instantaneously just don't answer your prayer but also there are different forms of prayer that we can pray obviously sometimes it's nice to know how we approach God with respect he's the king of kings and lord of lords we don't want to give him half-hearted prayers we want to honor him we want to come to him in a manner that he would approve of he's a he controls so much this earth is but his footstool I mean he's a big God he's mindful of us luckily but there's different ways that we can come and pray to him prayers talking to him we can enter into another form of prayer where we could get to a form of crying and supplication to Christ and then there's thanksgiving where we're just thankful to the Lord praise and thanksgiving that's how many people receive the Holy Ghost that's usually how it comes and then there's also intercession praying for others standing in the gap and sometimes that turns into veil that you don't even know what you're praying for but the Holy Ghost what ne knows what you're needing to pray for and it can do strong and powerful things and and that's important for us to pray in them manners but sometimes it's under important to get results in our prayer and understand sometimes I've heard it preached I read a book about this um, brother verbal being it talks about how the the lord receives different channels different times so sometimes if you're praying you ain't getting nowhere in your prayer maybe you should start thanking the lord see if that takes off because some days he's only going to take the channel like on a cb and he's going to receive praise sometimes he's going to receive supplication and sometimes you're going to need to intercede so it's important to approach the Lord and use these channels that way you're not wasting the hour in the wrong channel you can get something done I still got to know and understand to try to work them channels myself I ain't got all this figured out but therefore prayer is essential <laughs> intercession I do the Lord don't put that on everyone that usually comes with a strong relationship and as they grow in Christ the Lord can trust you he'll wake you up in the middle of the night and he'll know that you'll pray hill you know it's not something lighthearted. i think i mean maybe some everyone does it sometime but an intercessor means business and they're some of the most important people in the church they might not get up here with the microphone they might not do this and that but they might place the anointing on the man of god that preaches the message and do the important things that don't get all the credit but intercessors do a whole lot thankful for people that interceded in my soul in my life saved me from probably dangerous situations and 
brought me to uh, a different lifestyle that I could start serving the Lord. Without prayer, I wouldn't be here tonight. Um, basically, correction or regulation of oneself for the improvement, for the sake of improvement, is self-discipline. Correction or regulation of oneself for self-improvement. So we got to discipline ourselves to really be what we need to be in prayer and learn how to pray. The disciples, you know, disciplined ones, they still didn't know. Teach us to pray. Teach us to walk in the Spirit so praying is easier. But you learn by spending time with Him. Prayer changes things. Mainly us and our perspectives. Everyone that has been used by God mightily knew how to weep. Knew how to pray. They had that in common. Sometimes, you know, it wasn't the greatest silver-tongued orators. It wasn't those that could really woo the crowd. But those that got results sometimes didn't even have... They might have had a speech impediment. They might have had this. They might have had that. But they could have got up there, said two words, and had more people come forward and receive the Holy Ghost than hearing some spectacular message that you can't even remember a day later. So prayer is really that gets the results that are necessary and, and we, we can become powerful people in the Lord through prayer. I'm looking to gain ground and get there. I got a lot of work to do, so I'm not trying to put you in that category and keep myself somewhere else here. <laughs> That has been basically mainly us, everyone that has been used by God. Basically, they knew how to weep. No man is greater than his prayer life. When a real man or woman says, I'm fixing to seek the Lord, hell's getting ready to have a bad day. Hell's getting ready to have a bad day. <laughs> hell's getting ready to have a bad day. I, I like that. I really do. <laughs> Like to just sometimes, if he had horns, just take them horns off his head and probably stab his eyeballs out. <laughs> sometimes you just got to get mad at the devil, all right? I wholly aggravate a bad take here. But one reason you haven't heard him, basically, one reason that we still have to pray is we haven't came to the place where we've heard him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. So until we get there, we can quit I guess we could quit praying and then we can just talk to him committing faithfully to prayer why should we commit I believe it's our attitude of understanding of why we should commit we see the value in prayer we see the value in prayer it's how we approach him and give him reverence and understanding that he is a big God and it's a big thing to talk to him and uh how he can speak to all of us at different times and handle situations in our life. And we're so unaware of what he already knows. But he desires to share them with us and spend time with us. Basically, Daniel 9 and 19, basically this is another way of, obviously Daniel was a professional prayer. He even got in trouble for praying. But he committed himself to a life of prayer that ended up getting him in the lion's den but he had something to say in Daniel 9 and 19 of how to approach the Lord how would you approach the Lord in your prayer 
This is one prayer when he was praying for the angel to come. 21 days he was held up and all this, you know, and he finally came. But this is sort of his tactic and his approach for that prayer to be heard. Oh, Lord, hear. That's how you get his attention. Oh, Lord, forgive. Forgive me. Oh, Lord, hearken. Hearken's a little bit different than hearing. It's like pay attention to it in a different way. And then do. Oh, Lord, do. And then defer not. Oh, Lord, defer not. That's do it speedily. Do it. But you can pray in them manners, if you look at that, as just a, a reference for sort of starting your prayers. You know, obviously there's still the channels, Thanksgiving, all them things that you could sort of tend to, but that's a general area that you could look at that Daniel used. And he was, there wasn't nothing going to keep him from praying. It wasn't the lion's den, it wasn't the death sentence, you know what I mean? He was going to pray. And God did see him through that lion's den. Anyhow, um, basically, uh, basically we can pray. Thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Uh, defer not for thine own sake, O my God. For thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Why do we pray? We want results. We want things to change. Prayer changes things. Thankfully it does. Because things need to change in our life. Things need to change in our families. Our loved ones. Things need to change in our thinking. Things need to change in our world and our nation. And the enemy needs a whole lot less jurisdiction. And this happens through prayer. That's just a couple reasons that's on my mind that I don't have written down why we need to pray. He already knows what we have need of before we ask. We can use that. Why do we pray? He knows what we have need of before we ask. He still wants to hear it from us. <laughs> he still wants to hear it from us. Uh, Matthew 6 and 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. I will say it's quality over quantity. The Lord don't just want to hear the same rhetoric. He wants us to be broken and for real and talk to him like a friend that we know and be straightforward to him. Uh, I believe, you know, 15 minutes a day prayer versus once a year praying for a day straight will, will accomplish more. You know what I mean? It, it's consistency and <laughs> things too, but, you know, just... For much speaking but we don't want it to be a wish list of always about us either I mean yes we do he knows what we have need of before we ask but we don't want it to be religious rhetoric that's going to give him a headache just you know what I'm saying I'm sure he's already got enough problems to take care of being you know the problem solver we don't want to just be for much speaking I mean, the Bible talks about even going into the secret places, you know, the closet and different things, so you can really get your focus on him. I believe that's what he appreciates when we can go into our prayer time and not think about calling somebody, not thinking about that task we got to do at the job, not thinking about a bill that we got to pay, but we just give him our main focus and attention 
and then we could spend a few moments in prayer and then he can begin to show things to us and that's where it happens that's where it happens but the bible tells us pray without ceasing pray without ceasing we can't continue pray everywhere we walk we we ain't the type to throw down the rug at the airport and pray and look towards jerusalem and all that you know what i mean but i believe that we can be in a mindset of prayer and be in a place where we can take our relationship if a situation should arise we could sort of have our mind on christ and we could pray for something and see some things changed so pray without ceasing a spirit of prayer needs to become a part of us prayer is where you get alone with him basically it's a retreat from life if you want to think of prayer as a pleasant thing it's a retreat from life everybody needs a retreat <laughs> a retreat but psalms 91 when pastor started talking about this this script or this chapter started poked in my head i don't know if it all has to do with prayer but the lord sort of the spirit spoke to me about it about going to the secret space speaks of a secret place psalms 91 1 through 4 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in him will i trust surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler he shields us thankfully he does if you think about the protection that comes through us talking to God us getting in close proximity to him us going to that secret place that we get our focus upon him it says it talks about how that we go up to the place of the most high it's a place that we can see beyond our obstacles and the walls the enemy seems to think that we're not going to get through we go to that place with him and he covers our mind and thinking that we come out and we feel confident and reassured and fearless that we can face life's trials that we can be overcomers no matter what our circumstances are at that point so going to the secret place giving yourself a retreat is i believe what we do is if we commit faithfully to prayer in our lives we treat ourselves with the presence of god what a better way to treat yourself life situations and the point disappointments could be around the corner you know what i mean <laughs> we give them to him we give them to him and that that way they don't weigh us down we give them to him but we don't ask for them back he says lay your burden on me you know he don't want us carrying them things wrong. we give them to him in prayer we don't know what we are going to face tomorrow has anybody had a few of them circumstances in the near future the last you know i personally have in the last month you know not things that i would ask for not on my wish list but you know luckily deposits in prayer sort of would give you the strength that you need that you can handle them situations that once they come that you don't have a nervous breakdown prayer helps that 
that's what we need prayer I mean sometimes there's situations you don't even have know what to pray you're too mad to pray read your Bible take some time out try not to talk to nobody and wait till you feel the presence of God sometimes you just you know you really you feel like turning the resurrecting the old man and, and, and say that he's been working out for 20 years he's bad you know what I mean he's gonna do some damage <laughs> you get me but anyhow it pays to stay prayed up <laughs> you've been behaving so long if you was dead misbehaved would probably be a bad one you make up for it real quick anyhow if we make deposits along the way if you think about it I know I ain't trying to pull people out so Antoine ain't here tonight but she prays a lot thankfully she does and uh, Sister Lonnie I'm not trying to Brother Ayer different people obviously Brother Burke Sister Burke Titus and different ones but I'm just saying if you think about some of the situations like Antoine and Sister Lonnie have been going through here as of late health situations they're not all frantic and just terrified and just having you know conniptions about what's going on they have been making deposits along the way and they're giving it to God they're trusting in the Lord and they're going to see him see them through sister Lonnie was pretty calm about her mom having the COVID and different situations the hospital and all these situations you wonder why when people get handed that bad card that you wouldn't want you know bad things in their life and they can calmly just handle that it comes through the power of prayer and making them deposits, giving it to the Lord. So a commitment to prayer is necessary for the strength that you need to handle life situations. Um, basically, consistency is the key to get results. The early church understood this. They went to the temple daily to pray, the hour to pray, you know, also the widow woman in Luke 18 3 through 8 going to the unjust judge she was wanting results and basically he gave her what she wanted because he was tired of hearing her sort of in the same aspect I don't think we should hit the same thing over and over but we should make ourselves that was an example of how we come with the same need over and over and the Lord will grant our wish or our prayer should I say living a life of prayer is hey I'm too busy to pray I'm too busy to pray well you're just too busy you're just too busy um, I think it, it could be you know obviously when we're we're out in the world and we're not living right and we still got a fear of God and we cry out in times situations come out to I think it's a good thing that we still know who to pray for and God's working part of us and different things but we as Christians faithful to the house of God and trying to walk in the spirit I think if we neglect our prayer life and we only pray when hardships come our way and the worst situations come our way and then we need God it sort of insults him in a way I mean, yes, he will answer our prayer, but he wants to spend time to know that his friends, he takes care of his friends. Just like us, I mean, we try not to be respecter of people, but we do like our friends. If they're in need of something, we're going to try to help them out. But if we see them once in 20 years, and they really need something, and then they ask like our best friend, it's like, hey, I haven't seen you in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Sort of a good way of looking at that one. 
if you got my way of thinking. But anyhow, we no, basically, we got to live a life of prayer. We can't be too busy. It will bring stability to your walk and makes you a hard target for the devil, an adversary, the devil. The Bible talks about the adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. There's a security breach out there and he's ready to devour things. But it makes you a hard target if you got that refuge, you got that strength. You're going to the Lord in a secret place. You got that security sort of built into your life. That covering. Don't want to become a casualty. Just pray. Your growth and success for living for God come from a committed commitment to prayer. That's how we grow in God. I mean, we can read our word, we can come to church, but we got to pray also. Them three things are key, but prayer is definitely key. There is a price to be prayed for a spiritual relationship. I mean, we don't have to have a whole lot more of God if we don't want to. But if we want to sort of grasp hold of that scripture says, the greater things shall ye do, you know, we got to pay the price for a spiritual relationship. We ain't got no magic wand to walk out there in the supernatural and make things happen. But I'm telling you, if we spend time in prayer, we do a little bit of fasting and things, we will be we'll have something to make a withdrawal we can see God work and that's what our world needs to see is him work through our lives and it comes through a dedication and a living a life of prayer for a spiritual relationship however the rewards are worth it if you do pray and you get to the place maybe you're going through a dry time it's never a bad time to restart your prayer I haven't been doing real good on it. I'm slacking off. Start tomorrow. Start tonight. And I'm telling you, and grow and give him that time. And give him that time and get to the place where praying is not a hard thing. Because basically you're handing him all your problems and saying they're not mine. I mean, what could be better than that? And he gives, basically the rewards are great. The devil knows he can stop the progress of a church if he can keep us from praying. <laughs> He'll try everything he can to keep us from praying. We got many things to distract us from praying. More than enough to distract us from praying. But we got to fight through that and realize the big picture. The souls are in the balance and our, our, our health and Christ and our growth means more than than just backing off from this. We want to see things happen. That's why we pray. People who make a true difference in a church are those who pray. Like I said earlier, it's not always those that are recognized for this, this, and that. But I will say we put prayer into Sunday school teaching. We put our prayer into our teaching. We put prayer into preaching. We bring life and power into them thing we put prayer into the songs and things that's where things become powerful that that's hooking up to the power source if you feel like you're not a low and unrun power source spend some time in prayer and the lord will allow you to operate on a different level it comes through hooking up to that power source in prayer living a life of prayer
Basically, we don't want the devil to stop the progress of the church. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church. People who make a true difference in church are obviously those that pray. Basically, if you could look at it like this, everybody's played tug-of-war sometime in their life. They played tug-of-war. But this world, the enemy, is tug-of-war for our families. Tug-of-war for the souls in this city. Tug-of-war for your spiritual authority, your consecrations. <laughs> Through prayer, we make this thing go in the direction that needs to go that we can see victory. I believe that's what we want to do. We want to see victory. Am I right? Amen. <laughs> I know I do. Sometimes I fail, and it seems like the enemy's definitely winning, but, you know, prayer is powerful. Basically, it's almost a pleasant, it's almost a pleasant thing to find excuse not to pray. That reminds me of my friend, Brother Tom. <laughs> he wants to pray every, every time I meet him, he wants to pray. But I'll tell you what, it might sound pretty funny to you, but when he first got into church, he might be a little too much for somebody, some people, but he's one of my best friends. So obviously I agree with him pretty good. But anyhow, uh, he brought 100 people to church his first year at church. So obviously he's doing something right. But anyhow, he was got a burden for Sunday school kids and he started bringing them he didn't have much money the Lord hadn't blessed him he hadn't been serving the Lord that long he had a junky $500 van that couldn't go around the corner and it was on its last leg and broke down and it just so happened they went outreaching he went outreaching about every weekend when he got married he told his wife pretty funny I ain't got time to work on the house Jesus is coming back <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> he's grown up since then he better keep the wife happy and married you know what I mean but anyhow he was pretty serious. He was out every weekend knocking doors and telling people about Jesus. But he did bring 100 people to church this first year. He wasn't, he was going into the harvest field. And that's the Lord's prayer request. But anyhow, they prayed for that van that wouldn't have been able to give them kids a ride to school or to church. He had 12 of them or so squeezing in a van. And that thing, I forgot what's wrong with it, but there's had some major issues going on with it. They prayed for it ran like a champ until the last week he got rid of it for over a year and a half not a problem <laughs> but you think about it just a getting to know God what favor what blessings are coming upon it. it might seem so simple it might seem crazy faith but once you pray you have faith in your prayers and you can see God do some pretty crazy things that's just one of them that stuck out to me but Daniel, <laughs> I talked about him, him praying three times a day. He was committed to living a life of prayer. You know, he lowered, he opened his window and he put his faith towards Jerusalem and he prayed three times a day. He ended up in that lion's den, but the Lord delivered him. The Lord delivered him. Basically, we get our strength and salvation and God's promises, souls, rewards from prayer. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Living a life of prayer makes a difference of being a spectator and a participant. You think about it, reminds me of the story of David and Goliath. 
showed up to the battle scene, you know, in that valley. And uh, he was just supposed to sort of check, our, you know, he's check things out, you know, bring his brother some food. And they weren't engaged in no battle. They were getting intimidated by the enemy that was defying their Lord. But all the quiet times that he spent in prayer, the alone time and praise and worship, he had a relationship. He was fearless and he walked onto that battle scene and he wasn't going to take them to find his Lord. And that fearlessness, and he knew who was on his side. He knew it wasn't what he brought to the table. It was what Christ back in him that was going to allow him to be victorious. He took that man's sword from him after he'd done <laughs> and cut his own head off you know he ran around with his head but David and Goliath but it came he was not just a spectator he was not just surveying the scene and seeing what the battle was about he was a participant and he took the enemy down that was a victory for the people of God and later got him a lot of attention he became king um, I believe some of that came from after though the Samuel had put that horn of oil upon him and anointed him it says the spirit of God came upon him from that day forward I don't think it was it was like 15 17 years later before he was actually a recipient but that might have had something to do with it but the Lord chose him because he was a man after God's own heart he spent time and had favor with the Lord he knew how to repent he made many mistakes but he knew how to repent Psalms 27 and 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's just a, a fearless sort of scripture. And David, I believe, that's in the book of Psalms, was speaking about his, the Lord being his light and his strength. Whom shall I be afraid? He wasn't afraid of the lion and the bear, and he wasn't afraid of Goliath. I'm sure he was an intimidating guy, too. <laughs> you know if we could see him face to face and it was us walking in them shoes I, I'm sure we would be a believer this fearlessness comes from a lot of quiet times strengthening our relationships with Christ you see when we pray we are not caught off guard we can't anticipate things and expect victory despite the weapons that are formed against us or our families we're not just taking what's handed us. I remember some years back, Timothy and Jim were hanging out in the city, I believe, and they got some expensive electronics stolen from them. Sister Burke, she's a lady of prayer. She wasn't taking that from the enemy. And basically, I think within just a short amount of time, it was recovered, a very rare thing. But I believe, you know, I believe that results do come through prayer. And we don't have the weapons that are formed against us, they're going to come against us. But if we pray about them, we can see them change and we can see it turn around. So, all those things that are against us can, can help when we turn them to prayer. They don't have to be our, our death sentence or to take us out or to steal the victory or to even take our possessions. Uh, basically, we're not caught off guard despite what weapons are formed against us. I'm going to try to get a little quicker here. Results of prayer. There's an old song that says, Pray until you pray and then pray the clouds away. <laughs> old timers, they talk about praying through. I know a lot of little 
lot of us preachers and teachers nowadays we would have our hands full going under some old timers they believe you were lost if you didn't pray an hour a day an hour a day some of them three hours but whew, we got some work to do <laughs> but anyhow James 4 2 it says you have not because you ask not we want results in prayer we got to let him know and be specific about what we need basically James 5 17 and 18 Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are we're talking about results in prayer and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth for the space of three and a half three years and six months three and a half years and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit isn't that powerful talk about praying and have some results Joshua he told the sun to set still for the battle um, to be won against the against uh, the Canaanites I believe in Gibeah and also Christ helped him it rained down hailstones killing them Canaanites sounds like these men were walking in relationship with Christ the early church they understood and prayed until the place was shaken they prayed until so sometimes we don't get the results that we need now I will say sometimes we pray and we feel the presence of God and we're like yes we touch God but that if you'll stay in that point when you feel the presence of God that's when prayer starts and you can really get the bounty you can really get the extra credit from sort of spending time with him and he can really take you and show you some things and bless you and strip things away that you don't need in your life basically if you don't want results just don't pray simple as that but we do want results and we're going to keep praying however prayer could make the difference in singing the song look what the Lord has done and look what the Lord still needs to do if we spend the time in prayer some things are memorial prayers I understand we can't just say that about everything that it takes time but sometimes we haven't spent the time in prayer to get the results that we need but if we did we would receive them when we get concerned God gets concerned when we need a genuine we need a genuine burden for prayer Second Corinthians seven or Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Our nation's in need of this. A light-hearted prayer ain't going to do it. We got to turn from our wicked ways and we got to mean business when we pray and heal their land that's our promise we are living in an hour of desperate needs the satanic oppression upon our world and our nation our government many things is overwhelming people that don't have the strong mind especially and power of the Holy Ghost to help them they're dealing with a whole lot I believe suicide and probably depression and anxiety is at an all-time high right now the enemy knows he has but a short time that's why it is so important to pray like we never have prayed it's a time to walk in authority and tell the enemy 
You don't belong in my family. You don't, you're, you've had your little heyday long enough. Your little trophies have been hanging out in your trophy case long enough. I'm stealing them from you. I'm taking them. Them are mine. I really mean that. That comes through prayer and taking what, you know, the enemy, you know, turning things around. We can't afford not to pray. We can't, like I said, we can't just turn into a fellowship group. I put here, we are not of the patty cake brigade. We are of the people that believe in the power of prayer. Prayer allows God to build the house. Human ingenuity can't produce what prayer can. I mean, churches and different things that don't, their go-to is not prayer. They rely on programs, talent, and hype, and fulfilling the needs for the families to take over, which is important not to be lazy and have things for, you know, different ones to do. But when you have prayer, that's what's going to make all the difference. All these things cannot make up for a praying church. You want something that appears to the people that come, something that they need, just pray. Just pray. It will be desire for them to fill the presence of God like they need in their lives. It allows him to trust and share secrets with us. Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servant, the prophets. He will reveal secrets. As our trust grows, God can begin to use us to intercede for those for the needs of those that are in the balance. Quickly put an end to this here in a second. But there are people that's in the balance. And we make the difference whether or not we intercede for them. Ezekiel 22 and 30 and it says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge. Make up the hedge. And stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Let it not be said. We want to. We don't want that judgment to come to them. We want to stand in the gap. And prevent that from happening. Christ. He came and solved that problem. He realized that it wasn't going to just take care of himself. And that judgment was going to come. And he didn't want, he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave away from the enemy by coming here as that ultimate sacrifice. Let it not be said that, that there is not a man to stand at a gap. There is necessity in this hour for intercessors. You think about it, just a couple more thoughts here, and I'll be done in several minutes. Just a few. The meekest man in the Bible. Who was that? Moses. Basically, his intercession held back God's judgment. When he was up there getting the tables, the Ten Commandments, the Lord was ready to destroy them people. They were down there building a calf already. They forgot what all he had already done and was trying to give credit to something else. And he was ready to wipe them out. And Moses told God, if you destroy the people, take my name out of the book. He had such a relationship. That's the meekest man in the Bible. 
you see you can get by with being personal and being real with your God when you have a relationship and spend that time with him and he did his face was glowing when he came down he absorbed the presence of God and that's what we do when we spend time with him we can absorb that presence and, and something will illuminate in our lives that can affect others that's what we need but you see Exodus basically God repented for what he wanted to do it's right here in your Bible and my Bible in Exodus 32 7 through 14 but verse 14 and it says and the Lord repented of the evil which he had thought to do unto his people also Abraham results of prayer had a special relationship it comes with favors as he you know him and Lot split it ways and um, obviously Lot picked and put his tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah and that gradually affected him and his family they were living in a sinful place much like our world even now it was very sinful and the angels couldn't even make it out there without men trying to come through the door they weren't interested in his wife they wanted the angels the men but it was a place obviously God smote them with blindness he wasn't about that and he destroyed the place for all the sin it said they had a pleasure in unrighteousness there but also Abraham has a special relationship obviously um, as they parted their ways God told him and warned him shall I keep this thing from Abraham he warned him that he was going to destroy so he could get his family out of out of there his his nephew Lot it came down to 50 people basically came down to 10 obviously there wasn't enough but him and his family lot his wife and his children began to run his wife turned back turned to the pillar of salt but God did warn him because he was a friend of God see God will warn us of things coming our way in our families sometimes ahead of time it still might happen needless to say and they make bad decisions but it's not going to catch us by surprise Abraham basically charged the Lord. He was sort of bold to the Lord, and we can get that way if we, our relationship gets to that place. Abraham drew near to him and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the unrighteous? He knew God. That wasn't his character. He wasn't going to do it because he knew his God. Got two little situations I want to talk about very quickly here. But the Lord, this last year, I believe the last year, he put somebody in my path, and I even called and asked him if it was all right. I said, I'm not going to make you look stupid. But my friend Alan, I brought him to church here several times. But he's lived a rough life, and he's finding his way. He's got a lot of potential, and I believe the Lord has still more for him. I've kept him out. I tried to help direct him, bring him to the place, and he has a respect and a fear for God. But he came to a place that he was in a dangerous situation and the Lord put him upon my heart and I tried getting a hold of him and it didn't work out I couldn't get a hold of him he had many different phones living on the streets bad stuff all around him Sister Lonnie came to me after church and said how's Alan doing I had been trying to get a hold of him and stuff that reminded me that very next day I knew I needed to do that luckily she was in a spirit of prayer and I had been reaching out to him the Lord put him upon my mind and I got off work early and I just drove to a bad neighborhood in Alton. I knew where he was at, where we was supposed to be at after I talked to his dad. And uh, he, I basically didn't recognize him. He had his hair cut 
and different things when I finally found him. But I had seen somebody that looked half dead on the side of a gas station. Half dead. And I went around the block and I was still looking for him. Didn't recognize it. It was some shorter hair guy and he had long hair. He looked more like a biker. But needless to say, I went back around and I figured I'd ask somebody there. That was Alan. Half dead on the side of the gas station in some bad situation and people were coming back for him a big old big old head spurt of blood against the wall he had just been involved in some situation and uh, <laughs> some situation and the people did not pay him money for what he did see that people manipulate homeless people and know that they'll do desperate things because they have nothing and they didn't pay him he wasn't happy he mouthed off and they basically about beat him to death and um, luckily we came we woke him up we got him out of that place but it was spirit of prayer it was God put laying part of mine and he even told me for several days after that even when he was in a much better state of mind you saved my life you saved my life so I'm just telling you you can save people's life this is serious business it really is now, one last thing is we basically moved off to Missouri and we built our dream house and as the Lord basically started calling me to minister while I was building my house and trying to get away from things and just do my thing, what I thought I ought to be about and what I would be pleasing to me, he put it upon me and my wife's thought to double back and come back here. And he basically about as soon as we got back here, the Lord warned my wife that her father's soul was in jeopardy. She got off after church. It hit her like a tongue of bricks. And she knew... Her dad was in bad shape. Before he had went to the hospital, knew anything. We'd been hanging out with him for a year. Needless to say, in about a, we went over there and talked to him right after church, and she looked at him and gave him a warning. And he said, I knew you were coming over here before you came over here. That was the Lord. That was the Holy Ghost. I believe that came through prayer, and the Lord rewarded us in a way. Long story short, he was a bad alcoholic, you know, but anyhow, he'd drink a case of alcohol probably every day. But he was the nicest, kindest man you'd probably ever meet. He stayed at home, stayed out of trouble. But anyhow, he, he basically was able to come to the Lord. And we played a part in that. Many people that prayed and fasted, I was able to baptize him towards right before the Lord took his mind. And he came out of the water full of the Holy Ghost and not only did we baptize and get him wet and went down in Jesus name when he came out of the water he said who needs alcohol when you have this when you need this his whole house was submerged in like a glory presence of the Lord for like 30-45 minutes no baptism since then has been quite like that one but I'm telling you, the Lord, them were memorial prayers. My wife had been praying 10, probably 15 years for father-in-law. And it wasn't some hardcore guitar-looking wild-engine guy to give his heart to the Lord. At the last minute, 11th hour, it wasn't just by accident. It happened through prayer. What else can happen through prayer? That's just one of our testimonies. But I'm telling you, we got a discipline to our discipline for prayer. So, I preached myself, and now I need to practice what I preach and get to praying, huh? <laughs> but uh, thank you all tonight.